You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for woo, 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 Kenny, woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it. Like a basic bitch. Are you excited, girl? I'm so excited, girl. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is a podcast for fans by fans. Fans like me, I'll be your host this evening. My name the soupiest of stickiness. Steve Knox, you can find me on the Twitter bird at the Knox says. And joined tonight by uh, my longest tenured friend, the self-proclaimed worst of all time and the only man that can give Mark Bellhorn a run for his money. On the Twitter bird at Elijah the Wope. Elijah Arnold, how we doing this evening? Good evening. Thank you for having me. Well, we're... About to get into some interesting times here uh, in football, finally. It's going to be another uh, like a month stretch here where things will be fun, have a lot of talks about the draft and things like that. But uh, the NFL and the Players Association today announced the salary cap is set. We finally know what the cap number is going to be, and apparently it's $180 million dollars. I think that was a speculation by a lot of people. Um, I, I'm personally surprised it wasn't like five million higher. I thought it would jump up to like 185, but uh, in the press release from the Players Association, sounds like they had a tough time talking up the league from 175 million. So, Players Association wins a little bit. But uh, how do you think this is going to uh, affect some teams? I mean, it didn't, I mean, I know, I know your team has plenty of money to play with, but we've got all the money in the world. None of the players. Um, it didn't crash out like it. It could have. Uh, I didn't get that internet money, but it's uh, it's not bad. One eighty teams that were broke before will still be broke. Teams that weren't broke will still have money. Um, and in the NFL, it seems like uh, you know, it's like whose line is it anyway? The cap doesn't matter. You can always restructure. So. You see some team that's $40 million over the cap. It's not like they're going to shut the team down. There's, so. There's some salary cap hell, but it's kind of right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, my Vikings will now, well, currently sit $9 million over the cap with this 180. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't get to talk about this last week because I missed the podcast, but uh, the Vikings did release tight end Kyle Rudolph, which is uh, a rough, I don't know, it, it's a difficult pill to swallow, but at the same time, you're like, eh, it's been 10 years, you know, he's, he's not the same guy he was, you know, when we watched him, you know, make highlight reel touchdown catches week after week, but it's just 10 years of a guy on your team, and to just walk, watch him walk away uh, kind of stinks. But, uh, hey, I know you guys are looking for a tight end, right? Maybe two? Uh, well, so we don't use tight ends anymore. Like, it, uh, 
was one of the most important positions on our team forever. And then last year we just decided, you know what, that's not really a thing. So we could use, yeah, he'd walk into being the absolute best tight end on the Patriots, and I'm not, I don't think it'd be close. They'll draft another two third rounders, and they'll end up being, you know, nothing. But it's fine. Yeah, I, I just, I only mentioned that because I saw a Twitter article saying that Kyle Rudolph would be open to going to New England. So I think he would be a good, good Belichick guy. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but as far as uh, major signings, I don't know. You, you ever heard this guy, Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott. Yeah, I've heard of him. Um, he went to Mississippi State and he, he broke his leg. <laughs> yeah, leave it to Jerry Jones to uh, finally back up the Brinks truck for Dak after he's coming off a season where they had to put his foot back on his body. It happens a lot. I mean, I've watched Terminator and, like, in Terminator 2, um, that guy gets ripped all apart and it's fine. So I think Dak will be okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what was it? It was the T9000. Oh, you mean the money? Yeah. So he, he uh, signed a four-year, $160 million deal, including a record $126 million guaranteed. That's a quarter of a billion dollars for those b- b- playing the at-home game. Billion dollars. Uh, amazing $66 million in a signing bonus. So he's literally going to make $75 million in the first year of this contract. <laughs> That's a crazy, crazy number. Yeah. So you're a working man. I'm a working man. And when we talk about football money, it seems stupid. And for us to have judgments about, like, man, he really gave him a deal. Wow, he took less. It's like he still got $20 million. Yep. It's, uh, boy, oh, boy. When I, nice to be athletic and, you know, talented. <laughs> yeah. When I get my Biden bucks, I'm going to be running around, like, to Dick's Sporting Goods. Like, I've got a goddamn golden ticket buying golf clubs, and they've got $20 million. Yeah, they could literally buy anything you're getting as a uh, splurge expense as a, oh, here you go, I'm buying a soda. Yeah, exactly. Mug root beer, shout out. Mm, classic. Uh, yeah, first three years of this deal average $42 million per year. And, I mean, this is just kind of a, you know, carousel effect in the NFL. It's, you know, the next quarterback who's, deal is expiring kind of resets the market but this is going to be one of those things where it almost feels like you know from a a vikings perspective that um maybe rick spielman and rob brzezinski were kind of ahead of the game when they re-signed uh her cousins because everybody kind of looked at the 45 million dollar cap hit Ne- or not, not in 2021, but in 2022, as you know, this huge albatross, and it was going to be, you know, big problem for the for the team. But I mean, that's literally 
what he's aver- forty two million dollars he's averaging over the first three years. So it's going to be the going rate for starting quarterbacks, and you know the they'll call the upper echelon of the quarterbacks. But um, this is I going to be the new norm, and apparently you know there's talk that there are new TV deals already done for the NFL. So I'm going to see big money. They're basically going to end up doubling uh, what they made in TV revenue with this new deal, which is another stupid, you know, thing that we're talking about, just gigantic amounts of money. But uh, the, the Monday night football contract is due to run out after this coming season. So that's going to have to be redone. Uh, and I think a lot of the other, Network stuff is all end of 2022, but apparently there's already new deals in the works. So uh, the hope is you're going to have a lot higher cap because of the TV revenue. And then maybe some of these restrictions that have been lifted as far as COVID protocols go, we might actually see some fans in the stands again and we'll start generating more revenue that way as well. Yeah, I mean, more revenue... More money, higher salaries, players get paid more, and I get more upset. <laughs> no, it'll be good if it uh, gets more back to normal. I'm kind of tired of sitting at home. I am very tired of sitting at home. It, uh, it, was, it was made known to me while playing Xbox with a couple of you guys that apparently I now have a nervous tick whenever my cat walks through the room. I say, oh, hi, Georgie, every time. Yes, you do. Yep. It never fails. And he walks through the room a lot. So <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Also. I'm just sitting here greeting a cat. The same cat. Not even a different cat. I'm talking to the same cat just over and over. Saying like like, Hi Georgie. Like he's been somewhere else. He was asleep on the couch. Like <laughs> And I'm just talking to him because I don't have any friends. Uh it's tough. Tough life. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't you know, talk to my dogs in a similar fashion, but yeah. Ah, let's see. So we're going to try out a new segment tonight. And a segment has been named tag your franchise. Uh, today was the deadline for teams to uh, put the franchise tag on anybody they wish. You don't have to use it. A uh, great way to hold on to a guy you might not, think you can afford moving forward give yourself you know another year of opportunity to uh hopefully you know settle your numbers and give them the deal that they want slash deserve uh first one on the list was dallas today just by you know their the way that the contract is set out for uh dak prescott no trade clause can't be franchise tagged again after this deal's over. So Dallas, you know, put the franchise tag on them to try and uh, make the numbers right. And also, you know, in an effort to be like, look, this is the second time we've tagged you, so we can't do it again. So our word is good. Um, he was number one. The Denver Broncos decided to uh, tag safety justin simmons which good that's probably their best defensive player and the jets follow suit with a safety as well marcus may 
He has been tagged. And the Saints also. Safety, Marcus Williams. Big tag. Is that, so, so this year, there's, and, and there's more on the list, and I'll, I'll, I'll do them quick. Um, but my uh, thought is there's, there's definitely more this year than past years. Some years you see, I know one year I think there was two, and one of them I think was Steven Goskowski. So yeah. I don't know if the, uh, the uh, money situation plays into it where they don't, I don't know. Anywho, some of the other ones. The Washington football team with guard Brandon Scherf. Uh, sure. The Buccaneers with Chris Godwin. Keep him in the fold. That'll probably be a long-term deal if they can afford it. The Jaguars with Cam Robinson. A little surprising. A little surprising. And the Giants with Leonard Williams. And then one I was not expecting. The Bears with Allen Robinson. That poor bastard. Yeah. They're not going to... Th- they're not going to be able to throw to them with their shitty quarterbacks, but, you know, all right. <laughs> I guess tag, uh, spend a bunch of money to keep someone you can't throw to. That'll be super cool. Yeah, great idea. Um, the Panthers also tagged offensive tackle Taylor Moten. That was a kind of a bummer for me because I was thinking he might be a guy that could sneak away to Minnesota, but I guess not. Um, but... Those are your franchise tags for the 2021 season. I'm looking over some of these names here, like uh, Aaron Jones from Green Bay wasn't tagged, so he's going to be a free agent. Uh, John O. Smith, tight end from the Titans, was not tagged as well, so he's going to be a free agent. It'll be an interesting, uh, interesting guy, I think. For teams that need tight ends as far as uh, how much they'll be willing to pay him. And uh, the last one of interest for me, uh, Hassan Reddick, the linebacker from the Cardinals, not tagged, led the team in sacks and quarterback hits last year, and apparently going to be a free agent. So Tough skating there. And here's another thing I saw, too. Um, Kyle Long, apparently, he's coming back to the league. So he's an offensive lineman that uh, apparently returning will add him to the depth of uh, free agents that are going to be available on the offensive line this coming season. The old return. Actually, we're talking about the Allen Robinson thing and uh, how they bring him back, but they're going to have a tough time getting him the ball. Uh a guy that I thought would be tagged was Kenny Galladay. There was so much talk about the Lions tagging him and letting Marvin Jones Jr. walk in free agency, and Lions didn't use their tag. So Kenny Galladay is going to be heading to free agency, both him and Marvin Jones. So Jared Goof going to have a tough time here uh, his first year in Detroit if they're getting rid of their two biggest weapons. Yeah, yeah, that won't be great. Uh, it's a tough, tough league because it's a balance between keeping your weapons, trying to stay good, and then spending way too much money on certain players. It's why some teams stay bad, why some teams stay good. I think managing the cap is one of the the biggest things beyond uh, beyond everything else. You have to draft good players, sure, but if you uh, you draft all good players, you don't manage that money. It doesn't really matter because they'll leave. And then you'll be lonely, like when your kids leave you to go to college. And then you're just <laughs> home by yourself. 
talking to your cat, George. <laughs> oh, yeah. The uh, also the Buccaneers tag Chris Godwin apparently have a deal in place for uh, Levante David, who was had a breakout season for the Buccaneers in their Super Bowl run this year. So another big signing there for them. They're, I mean, with all you know. You make a Super Bowl run, obviously, want to try to keep the continuity there as best as you can. And they're bringing back two uh, important pieces. You know who's not going back to their team? That's right, the Minnesota Vikings today. Cut kicker Dan Bailey. Dan Bailey, he gone. Goodbye, Dan. Apparently they have signed uh, Greg Joseph. Hello, Greg. Kicker running around there in the NFL, and all right, well, we've had a uh, had our fair share of issues with kickers in the past. So, <laughs> Greg, you got some big shoes to fill there, bud. He just has to not suck, I think, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, you, yeah. I don't that's know. It's almost that's almost more pressure though, because it's like, hey, as long as you don't suck, we won't hate you. And then if he sucks, it's like we asked you for one thing, Greg. <laughs> yeah they uh i mean it is pressure but at the same time it isn't because if you're like well i just gotta go in there and be like average that shouldn't be that difficult imagine if we treated football like columbia treats soccer stars and like if when you miss a kick they shot you like they shot that goalie that one time we'd have a lot of dead vikings kickers uh yeah that would have that would not be a place you would want to place kick. Nope. At all. Because even, even in the Super Bowl that was held at U.S. Bank Stadium, both teams had their fair share of kicking troubles. It's just, it's got to be something to do with the, the barometric pressure in Minnesota. It's just not good for, for the ball to be kicked. I think it's the Dementors. <laughs> it could be them as well. So the Patriots traded for a football player. He's big. He's tall. He used to play for them. Trent Brown returns to the New England Patriots for a fifth-round pick. Trent Brown is accompanied by a seventh-round pick. So, move up two, two, two draft rounds, but give away Trent Brown to the Patriots. He's a big dude. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, I think he kind of had his you know breakout year, really, with the Patriots, and... Allowed him to go get signed with Vegas, and now he's coming back to the Patriots. Uh, so I read there was reworked, reworked the contract for for a year. Yeah, be worth up to eleven million dollars. You know, for a tackle, that's not the worst thing in the world. See if he does it again. What would be hilarious is if he because when he came the first time, it was on a trade, and uh, he had uh, the year of his career, and off he went. Payday. Be funny if he comes back, has another year of his career, and goes off for another payday, and then sucks again. <laughs> it very well could be. I don't know. Sometimes these prove it deals get you to prove it, and then you kind of get a little relaxed. Um, again, being in that Vegas situation, it's not superly surprising that somebody might have a little bit of a struggle. But um, yeah, you put. I see. Here's the thing with the Patriots: was I was. You know, I'm constantly thinking with them, like, how 
would you go about approaching, you know, either a a uh, free agent quarterback or somebody you might want to trade for? Like, how can you convince them that this is the spot for them without anybody, you know, as far as skill players are concerned, there's really not a whole lot there. And I think by making this trade kind of gives you that, well, you're going to be sitting behind, you know, Trent Brown, Michael Onwenu, um, there's a couple of the other guys. I mean, Joe Tooney's probably not coming back. Probably not. But you've got David Andrews, you've got uh, uh, Shaq Mason, Isaiah Wynn. That's a pretty solid offensive line. A bunch of, uh, bunch of big-bootied boys. Yeah, I mean, like, we get Brown on Wenyu and Mason on the same line. I guess the other two names don't really matter. Isaiah Wynn, when he's healthy, he's a really good lineman. Yeah. David Andrews, if he comes back, maybe he won't. When he's healthy, he's a really good lineman. Uh, Damian Harris behind those guys, I think, would have a, a, a very solid year. Tony Michelle is a running back. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a, such a like weird thing going on there with him. I don't understand. Such a great year in the Super Bowl. His rookie year, Super Bowl year, and... He's just been meh ever since. Meh. Yeah. You know what's crazy to me? And this is off. It is football related. You're welcome. Um, John Gruden's under contract for seven more years. Yeah. It was like a 10-year, $100 million deal, wasn't it? I Yeah, it was. It feels like he's been there a while and he should be winning. And and the trade just made me thought think of it. And, and he has seven more years, $70 million more to be paid. And it's not going to go well because he's, I think he's a 500 coach. I might be off by a couple percentage points, but he's not much above 500 in his entire career. Yeah, and he got paid $100 million. That's a tenth of a billion dollars. <laughs> What's, what was really interesting is, you know, a lot of the times you get these retreads that are, you know, have been in the league at least. And then every once in a while, you get these guys that take a flyer on the hot hand in college. And then suddenly, uh, the the Raiders decide, you know who we could bring back, and it'd be a lot of fun. John Gruden. John Gruden. He's been he's been an uh, an analyst announcer for a while. That'll be great. I googled it. He's one nineteen and one fourteen in his career. He's been a coach for two hundred and twenty three games. Thank you, school. Thirty three games. I went. <laughs> This is public school in Rumford, Maine. What do you expect? Um, and he's five over 500. That, that's not good. I mean, there's worse, obviously, but that's not good. It's not $100 million good, in my opinion, but I also don't own an NFL franchise, so what do I know, I guess? I guess not. I guess you're a dumb, poor piece of shit. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really angry about money today, and like, I don't know. They're probably nice guys. Still hate them. Just waiting on those Biden bucks, and then we'll be fine. Oh, yeah. I've got some plans with my Biden bucks. Hello, golf clubs. What you gonna get? So, I think probably, I don't know, like, to replace an entire set of golf clubs is prohibitively expensive at this point. Um, 
I still really like my iron, so that's solid. I think I think it just might be the driver. So I'm not gonna get like this year's Sim two or anything because that's outrageous, even with Biden bucks. So I might get a Sim and then like a Sim three wood. Go from there. I'm still using a Cleveland putter I've been using for a decade. I got a tailor-made spider, and then I got the yips. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the putter feels like it's something that when you get the right one, you could just use it yeah, for the rest of your for life. for sure. Like, there's little things they do with it. They change the weighting, but uh, uh, it's not like it has to hit it very far. So, yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's a lot but like, yeah. I know you, you mentioned Tiger in the, uh, in the last episode. It's a lot like him. Like, we've seen him make multiple changes to you know, at the putter position and uh, continues to always go back to, to the, the Scotty three dot there. Scotty three dot with the, whenever it's important with the ping answer grip. That's yeah, what that, a weird thing. <laughs> I know. Right. I don't know. It's worked pretty well for him. Better than driving and marriage. Oh. Shout, shout out Tiger Woods. Speaking of driving friend of the pod. Talk, talk more, uh, <laughs> More golf on this NFL podcast. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau smashes golf balls, and it is absolutely ridiculous. It is. How he can be accurate at all with ball speeds 190 to 200 miles an hour. I don't disagree. I still hate him. I don't hate him. I get annoyed by him. Uh, You'll see him. He'll hit a shot, and he'll be like, what's the ball speed? Like, that's all he cares about. Now, he's he's, he's won... A couple of big tournaments recently, but he's, I mean, no one will ever be Tiger dominant because now there are so many good golfers that you'll never find someone that is just so superior athletically to the competition like Tiger was. We should start a golf podcast. Uh, yeah, we have what? <laughs> Why on earth have we not started a golf podcast? Listen, it'll get less, less uh, ears than this probably, and that's fine because football is more. Actually, you know what? Golf during this pandemic has been the one thing that I think has has actually not only maintained, but surpassed where it was. Because in a lot of places, that's all you could fucking do. And then also, it was one of the only sports where if there aren't fans there, you lose some, but you don't lose the whole experience. Right, yeah. So It's true. Um, and I guess this is going to be a short episode, but uh, wrapping it up into the end of this episode, and we're approaching... About the year mark where the world just kind of shut down. And um, what would you say, like, at what point last year did you go, shit, our lives are going to change dramatically? So the thing for me is that usually I I try not to be, sometimes I am, but I try not to be hysterical and and reactionary. Uh, uh, I try to be data-driven. And, and not jump to stuff. And when I left work to work from home last March, I thought probably three months and, and I'd be back. And then three months turned to, you know, well, maybe at the end of the, the summer. And then we realized, well, it'll just get worse again in the fall. And then... A lot of companies that had working from home employees were like, all right, we'll see you next January. And then that didn't happen. It was next July. So I, it, 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 
it's kind of been a thing where when it first happened, uh, I remember around a year ago, I was driving home after it was decided we weren't going back to work on Monday. We we're going to work from home. And it was almost this weird zombie-like apocalyptic feel. And that was too much. Like, it wasn't actually that. It, it wasn't something where stuff shit... Because you remember, everyone listening remembers, uh, toilet paper. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is when toilet paper was getting fucking bad. And obviously, everyone adjusted and, and, and things were, were changed at grocery stores and stuff. I mean, some of, this, some of the restrictions were... Although people were scared, so I understand. But, like, uh, one grocery store I went to was a smaller one near us. Only one member of each family could be inside because the, the, the numbers were so low. And you'll know, well, someone will know, my wife mainly, I can't grocery shop by myself if there's specific things that are needed because I don't know in the store where they are because I'm dumb. So when we <laughs> walked up and the guy was like, I'm sorry, only one of you can come in. Usually I carry the heavy stuff because she's little and usually she shows me where stuff is because I'm dumb. And we looked at each other like, I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> do we send work. do we send the little tiny girl in there that can't pick shit up or do we send the idiot in that's going to miss everything? And it was decided that we'd send the little girl in and she comes out with 95 bags looking mad as hell cuz you know how things happen. And yeah, so it it just kind of kept stretching where you know, we'll be back in a month. We'll be back in 4 months. Early on, uh uh my son came home from school and they were like, all right, we're going we're gonna to shut school down for a week, and then we'll reassess. And then it was a month. And then it was, we'll see you next year. So it's just kind of stretched, and I think we're in the near uh, uh, normalcy phase soon. But hopefully it doesn't, doesn't stretch anymore. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping by the time fall rolls around again that we're in a place where... Everybody can go back to, you know, more normal living, comfortable living, and hopefully we never see this again in our lifetime. I mean, there's some things that I'm, I'm never going back on. I'm never eating a birthday cake that someone blew out candles on again. Right. Yeah. We were fucking wild. Dude, the, you think about the idea that we could go to, let's say, uh, I don't know, a bowling alley. And we sit there and we stick our three fingers in balls that... Hundreds, thousands of people have done the same thing too before, and then after we do that, we go back to the table and we pick up a slice of pizza and shove it in our mouth. <laughs> One time, I got drunk in a bowling alley and offered to buy a sixty thousand dollar Mercedes from a guy playing bowling next to us. I remember that. Yeah, Steve, Elijah, and Kyle go to the Dover Bowl. <laughs> what was the bar we went to before? It's gone now. People kept getting stabbed there. RJ's. RJ's. That's it. RJ's. Yep, none of the Dover Bowl. I never bought that car, if you were wondering. <laughs> shame. Big shame. 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 Uh, I, uh, for me, I think, the, what was it, like March 17th was when the, the Jazz game got shut down. And they were like, it's fine, everybody's fine, we're all safe. And then... Shout out Rudy slowly, Gobert. Yeah, and then slowly, like, all the sports were like, we're not playing games anymore. And I was like, all right, all right, they'll figure something out, and they'll be back soon. And then it was like a week later, my wife's work, where he's a medical professional, and her work 
literally furloughed like two thirds of their employees because they couldn't bring people into the office anymore because they didn't know if it was safe or not. Yeah. So that's when for me, I'm like, this is a healthcare facility in what is becoming a pandemic that are laying people off. Uh, like this is not the direction we want to be going right now. So that for me was like a real eye opening moment where I was like, holy shit, like what, what's going to happen next? Yeah. The answer was it, murder uh, hornets, by the way. So, yeah, remember when that was a thing? <laughs> yeah, I think the pan... One thing after the other. I felt like people were just making shit up to keep us entertained. I think the pandemic solved murder hornets. If there's one thing that, that it's shown, and I know a lot of people are, are, are gonna, gonna... Whenever there's, I think, government uh, uh, regulations, there's always uh, pushback towards it sometimes in an extreme way. If there's one thing that this has shown, it's that the seasonal flu doesn't have to be that bad if we just kind of take some precautions. Oh, the like, numbers were down an extraordinary No one amount. has the fucking flu this year. Yeah. So that's, I'm not saying the next year, if COVID's you know, under control, we should put restaurants caps or anything like that, but I might still wear a mask in public. I act so, so you know how I deal with greeting people. Uh, you've seen some of my <laughs> yeah. my techniques. Uh, in high school, you're not allowed to wear a mask. One of my big go-tos there when I was walking down the halls was to pretend to yawn and then just look away. It's like, oh, there's Steve. Uh, he's my best friend. I hope he's having a great day. And I'd yawn and i just keep walking past you. Be like, see you. It was the yawn with the nod up. That was it. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and I'd do it. I'd do it to do it to friends, I'd do it to faculty, I did it to girlfriends, I just keep on trucking. I just want to go sit down and take my nap. And uh, But with a mask on, this is fucking great for me. Like, no one can see me, no one talks to me, no one recognizes me. Like, it's great. I'm totally on board for it. I might wear a mask in public forever. I mean, I think it's going to be a big thing. Uh, I do think that, you know, especially in Asian cultures, and you know, some, some of those, I mean, a lot of it has to do with how the air isn't great, but... Correct. Uh, and also, there, the, the densities, it, it's pretty prevalent in China and Japan. The densities of the cities are just outrageously uh, more dense than even New York City or L.A. or anything right, like yeah, that. Yeah. Those cities, they're just completely made on top of each other. Yeah, so, I mean, it wouldn't be entirely surprising to see it, you know, become a thing with... <laughs> Well, I'm not going to say more people than not because there are a lot of dumb people that as soon as somebody tells them you don't have to wear a mask anymore, they won't. And Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's going to be weird too because it's, you know, especially like talking to my son who's going to be five, him just like being like, dad, I got my mask. Like whenever we're going somewhere, it's like, can you imagine that being your mindset? Like when you were a little kid? And how normal it was to just like see everybody wearing masks out in public. Kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, very strange. There's going to be some, some, some thoughts back to this year, these this these couple of years, and been like, isn't wasn't that the weirdest fucking time when a zombie beat a game show host for president, and then we all had to wear masks and like <laughs> murder hornets weren't quite a thing, but they almost were. What else weird stuff happened? I don't know. Everyone got super into like Zoom. 
Uh, there was that CNN guy that jerked off on a meeting and he still didn't get fired. Like, it's been a weird couple years. Yeah, Tom Brenneman. <laughs> Tom Brenneman. And the, I mean, oh, my God, that's my favorite baseball call ever. Cause the, the memes when, that are coming back for it now, too, are just incredible. Oh, my God. When you have completely torched your career and then you just, and you're giving your apology uh, while announcing a baseball game and someone hits a home run and you just effort. He was a talented guy. Just he was. Yeah. It just couldn't keep just his mouth it, shut. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, it's so easy to not. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, so easy. It, it to is not. a bizarre like. That was a good know. one. I don't know why people care about what other people do with their lives, but we got a few minutes to kill. I'm going to Google weird shit from 2020. <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean. Even think back to the beginning. I mean, we've already talked about, like, Tiger King. Oh, my God. Tiger King happened. Like, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it, that never would have found success if not for the pandemic. Nobody would have watched that fucking thing. Like, one person watched it and was like, this is crazy, and it snowballed. <laughs> they released footage of an actual UFO last year. That, I mean. Oh, yeah. The, didn't, like, the FBI, like, uh, yeah. UFOs are a thing now. Like, yeah. We admit it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, pandemic, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember when last year when everyone thought Kim Jong-un was dead? I do remember that. And it turns out he wasn't dead at all? He was alive. This is a good list. Uh, uh, remember the crazy name that uh, Elon Musk and Grimes gave their, their son? X... A-E-A-12. That's what they named their kid? Yeah. Wow. I think they had to change I it because... I missed that one. That's, that's fucked up. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Miley Cyrus. No. No. All right. As we keep going down, they're getting less interesting. Murder Hornets, number 19. Oh, we discovered water on the moon last year. Brexit happened last year. 2020 was crazy. It was great? <laughs> I said it was crazy. Oh, I <laughs> said it was great. I was like, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a real fucking masochist over here. <laughs> Hit me again, 2020, and put some stank on it. <laughs> Orbit as F. There's not All even right, any huh? real good stories from last year, because everyone just sat at... Ugh. Yeah, Fine. I don't know. It was like one of those good, bad things. Spent more time with the family, with the kids. My dogs probably fucking loved it because we were home all the time. But, I don't know. I'd still like to be able to, you know, go out every once in a while and do stuff. Doing stuff was fun. It was fun. It was. Um, but, uh, you know what else is fun? Tweeting us at. I don't remember. <laughs> I was so hey, smooth. All right. Show, though, you can email us at jointpracticespod at gmail.com. We do a segment on this show called Seven on Sevens. You come on, talk about your favorite football team, doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if you like the Toronto Argonauts. We'll talk about it. And we'll ask you seven questions about football, seven about other things not related to football they get a little crazy sometimes 
but it's uh, fun and a great way to stay in shape. Great way to stay in shape. Or you can tweet us at Joint Practices, at Elijah the Woe, at The Knox says, at Sean JPP. I think it's still 11 the Goat. He switched it back. Okay, at 11 the Goat, at Steven's Twitter. He did two weeks in a row. We miss him again. Uh, and look out for the announcement for our new podcast, Untitled About Golf. It's coming soon. Could be fun. And uh, if you are on the Twitter machine, make sure you tweet at us using the hashtag <laughs> Murder Hornets. <laughs> murder Hornets. The other, definitely Murder Hornets. Murder, okay, we'll go Murder Hornets then. Bring so back. I had to piece that night back together the next day, and it took a while because none of what we said made sense. And I, oh, I haven't laughed like that. For an extended amount of time in a really long time. Yeah, so my mother-in-law was here. It was the first time she'd ever, like, stayed over at our house. She's from California. She, You know, it's a long trip. She was here, upstairs sleeping, I hope. But then the next day, so there's a train that comes by around midnight every night. And we were up till like, 2. And she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I did hear the train last night. And I was like, oh. Oh, she's being nice. I definitely kept her up. <laughs> I heard the train around midnight and I was like oh yeah yep yep she didn't sleep she was listening to me get ridiculous <laughs> oh that was fun well as they say in Wakanda have a good day Skull Vikings see you bye